it's with very mixed emotions that we host this evening. But it's a an honor for us to be able to bring together so many alumni and Talmidim and the family to the place that was Rabbi Farber Zechrona Levracha's second home. Some of the family may say it was his first home, but his second home for over 30 years. So we have five Cheshavah Maspidim, which I'm not going, I'm going to just give the general introduction now, and then each one will come up. Rabbi Yitzchak Hirschfeld, the Rosh Yeshiva, who worked with Rabbi Farber and Yitzchak Shurin, um, the Rosh Midrashah, again, both of whom worked with Rabbi Farber for decades. Uh, Revival Schuster, who was here for many, many years, and I think may have even known Rabbi Farber from the Chaim Berlin days, or Rabbi Shurin also. Ruvain Stone, who was a Talmud Muvak, and it was through Rabbi Farber that he got such a Kesher with Rabbi and David. And from the family, we'll hear Rabbi Shimon, the oldest son, who's also going to share some words. I just want to open with something that it's almost, I think in the modern terminology, they call it a trigger warning. Um, you're going to hear unbelievable things, I'm sure, about Rabbi Farber. And all of you who knew him knew unbelievable things about him. The Talmudim will hear unbelievable things. But I think it's very important that I share with you a letter from his Rebbe Rav Hutner, the Rosh Shiva Zatzal, that he wrote back in 1963. And as usual, Rav Hutner was always ahead of the curve. He saw things coming. And he writes to a Talmud that it's ra'achola etzleinu. There's a, it's an illness that has come into our community that when we talk about gedolim, we always talk about the gedolim at the end of their lives. Now what's wrong with that? Because, says Rav Hutner, we're making it seem like they were born with that shlemus. He uses the example that the Chafetz Chaim was born with a golden tongue not talking Lashon Hara and it ignores, says Rav Hutner, the struggles that that the Chafetz Chaim had to go through to become a Chafetz Chaim. And he continues, we're selling Gedolim short when we make it sound like they were born with silver spoons, they were born with their Shlemus, and in fact they had to work very hard to acquire their Shlemus. And Rav Hutner was also being Miramis to himself, because Rav Hutner was not always Rav Hutner. And he worked very hard to become what he was. And we're going to hear unbelievable things about Rav Farber. The hashpa that he had on the yeshiva is pushed inconceivable. And we have to again acknowledge to the family that his influence on so many Talmidim was simply beyond description. But it's important to know that he wasn't born, he was born Mendel Farber, but he wasn't born Rabbi Farber. And he worked very hard to become the Adam HaShalem that he was. And that when all of the things you're going to hear, and hopefully will be role models for you, he was a role model when you were in the yeshiva, but you have to understand that it took hard work. And part of the way to honor his memory and give his neshama even bigger aliyah is for you to be inspired to strive to what he accomplished and investing the hard work that he did to become what he was. We'll start with Rabbi Herschel.
very difficult to try to put into words the agoshas that we have. 30 years of witnessing being the Mechitzasa Shell Rabbi Farber. For approximately 30 years, Rabbi Farber and our yeshiva were as inseparable as a person and his shadow. He didn't miss a Rosh Hashiva, a Rosh Hashanah, a Yom Kippur, a Simchastera, a Shavuos, as long as he was physically capable of walking all the way from Bayit Vagan to here and to earlier places where the yeshiva was. He wasn't Tanhola. Officially, he was a Rebbe among the Rebbeim of the yeshiva. But he wasn't of the staff. He hovered above the staff. He cast a giant shadow whose presence permeated every corner of the yeshiva and beyond. Anecdotes, stories are helpful in piecing together who the person is I don't plan to tell too many stories to illustrate the godless of Mendel, but by way of introduction to my remarks, I will mention one story, which, because of my position, only I could know. As you all know, Mendel was blessed with a large family, and as the years went by, there were many family smachot, brisid, Erosons, weddings, for children, for grandchildren, for great-grandchildren. They were coming thick and fast. Yet without fail, Mendel would always approach me somewhat bashfully to ask permission to leave early or come a little late. The anova, the humility, the nikios. In Yiddish we would say, the shenkite and the rainkite, the purity and beauty and the splendor of a true Jewish prince. He was always so careful never to overstep the bounds and would always try to make sure he was the first here in the morning, he was the last to leave many times, he was always dedicated and everything that he gave to the yeshiva. I'm not going to focus on details, but on the klal. Mendel was a Baal Hashpah. He had a tremendous Hashpah on so many Talmudim. He was a Mayan Amizgaber, a fountain of influence over so many people, so many hundreds of Talmudim over the course of the 30 years that he was here. For many of the Talmudim, he was the source of Hashpah. Of all the Rebbeim in the Yeshiva, so many gravitated towards him and found him to be the one who could give them a direction, an inspiration, moving forward, a growth in their lives. What was the source of the Hashbah? How did it happen that he changed so many lives? So I recently heard a story. I heard it on the radio, so I don't know if it's true. But I heard a story about a conversation held between one of the great Rosh Yeshivas of our generation, and Rabbi Leib Steinman. The visiting Rosh Yeshiva and Rav Steinman discussed deep Torah matters as befits to Gedoli Yisrael. And then the visitor indicated that he would like some private words with Rav Steinman. 
what happened in that private conversation? Afterwards, the Rosh Hashiva let the other people know. What happened in that private conversation? He, that Rosh Hashiva asked of Shteman, I have a kasha. He said, L'chayra, my shiurim are more sophisticated and deeper than your shiurim. L'chora, he says, my shmuzin, my sichot, are more original, right? go into deeper concepts than the kind of shmuzin that Rav Shleiman would say. So I have a big kasha, he said, why is it that you have so much more hashpo in the world than I do? What's the secret? Rav thought for a few minutes, and then he said, tell me, when you prepare a shear, how long does it take you? He said, if it's a new shear that I haven't given, never given before, then a good few hours to prepare a good shear. And when you prepare a schmooze, how long does it take you? Also, it's a new schmooze. I, I devote time. I never stand up and speak in public without without preparing myself properly. So Rav Shteman, but to be a balashpa, it takes 90 years of preparation. And that's why I became a Balashpa. That's the how the story goes. And the Rosh Hashiva right, went out to tell everybody else this amazing insight that he had just learned from the Godel Adar, from Rishtema. So let's try to think. What must happen in those 90 years of preparation? How is the preparation to be a Mashpia so qualitatively different than the preparation to deliver an outstanding Shir Shmuz? In this week's parsha, there's a well-known kasha that many Mephorshim deal with. Avram Avinu wants to find a shidduch for Yitzchak, and he goes sends Eliezer Eved Avram to to, uh, to his family, to Lovan. And the question is asked by many Mephorshim, what was the great maila of Lovan? It was Oyver Avod Zorah. What was the grace of Glick? Why was he a better shidduch material than the Benoist Kanan? And the Drosh Haran is one of the first to deal with the question. Many Mephorshim say, they explain it as follows. There's a fundamental difference between ideas and mitos. Mitos, good or bad, are hereditary. While Hashkofa and wisdom, good or bad, are not. Why is that so, says the Ran? Because mitos are in the heart, in the lifeblood, which is the very essence of the person. That is something that is given over to to next generations. While ideas are in the intellect, which above and beyond the real personality. But then we have to ask the question, isn't the goal of learning Torah that the Torah should become one with the person, the person should become one with the Torah? What does it mean that the Torah is above? What does it mean that the Torah is beyond? So I think that we can understand, we look at Mishnah in which I think is so very relevant to understanding the idea of Hashba and the idea of who Rabbi Farber's Zichron Lebrochel was. The Mishnah says, Rabbi Chirina ben Dosa Omer, Kol sheyir ascheto kodemes lechochmoso, chochmoso miskayemes. Somebody who with fear of sin precedes his chochma, his chochma will last, will have a, a lasting effect. Kol she chochmoso kodemes liroso, who are you, Omer? 
whose ever maizim, whose ever deeds, his mitzvos, are greater than his chachma, chachmosom is kayemes. And the Maral explains, in order for the Torah to have its profound effect, the person has to have a foundation of yira, of maizim, the yira of the heart, the maizim, which are the goof which is connected to the heart. When that foundation is there, the Torah can come in and be connected to the person, and then the person's chokhmah is miskai because it's within him 100%. It's his Kenyan. The farber, the colonel of Rocha, prepared himself for a lifetime of, a, a life of full time chinuch for close to 60 years. The farber wasn't always a rebbe in the yeshiva. For most of his adult life, for much of his adult life, he was a businessman. He was a perfect example of Asei Toroscha Kval Malachtacha Aroi, the Malacha that he was Osik in America, and also here when he and his family made Aliyah, was Malacha, which he spent time on every day. But the eager part of his life was the hours that he spent in the base Medrash every single day, and learning with the brain and learning with a zeal of people much younger, even better than people much younger than him. He was a beautiful example. His work life and the hours he devoted to learning in the Beis Medrash were one beautiful tapestry of growth in Avodah Hashem. But then the call came. Adorish Baruch Hu in his wisdom knew that Remendel had developed his heart to the point when he was ready, willing and able to draw from the depths of his Torah heart and begin to really have hashpah. And then, it was our good fortune in the yeshiva that he chose our Mokom Torah as the place, the venue, for which he would be able to spread and Torah, teach Torah, teach Gemara, teach Ashkafa, teach all of the things that he taught, share of all of that beautiful Torah that was within him to our Talmudim. So when Rav Farber taught the deepest concepts of the Maral and it was Rabbi the Pachat Yitzchak, it was Torah which welled up from the deepest parts of his heart and it transfused into the hearts of his Talmudin. The connection was a connection, person to person. And what was pure in his heart was directly transfused into their heart. If you have Rav Farber's blood pulsing in your veins, then you are transformed. You become a Rabbi Farber Bezer Anpins. Rabbi Farber was truly someone whose Yira preceded his Chochmah, whose Maisim were more than his Chochmah, and his Torah is Mitkayemet and Mitkayemet. It's Mitkayemet in the hearts and the souls of these hundreds and hundreds of Talmidim. If we look around us and we see all of the, the beautiful alumni who use Mashpian, but they didn't stop there. Generations, Doris and Doris of Hashpah. This was the Torah and Mitkayemes and Mitkayemes. May be a melech yeshur for the family, for our whole yeshiva, and for all of Klal Yisrael in these trying times. The truth of the matter is that I have a connection with Reb Mendel, not just from Chaim Berlin, he was in Chaim Berlin before me, but 
My father was a teacher of Remendel Farber. My wow. father taught Remendel Digduk and Tanakh in Chaim Berlin on Stone Avenue. But even more so, we both grew up in East New York. And we both went to Torres Chaim. I mean, he went there a little bit before me. But we both went to, to Torres Chaim and then we went to Chaim Berlin together. By the time I became, I was in the, I was in already in the high school, was already not in, in, uh, it just moved out of Stony Avenue then to Far Rockaway and then it moved to Flatbush. And of course, something that Reb Mendel Zatzal didn't want to talk about was the hashpa he had on the Rosh Hashiva, Yitzhak Kutner, to actually buy the building in Flatbush. I had a talk with him about it. I heard heard about it. And in his great Anivas, he said, I did have I did have a little bit of an influence. He had more than a little bit of an influence. Later on, I spoke to Rabbi Avram Fruchtel there. It was a lot more than a little bit of an influence. <clears throat> but I always remember, I mean, I saw Rafar mostly when I was uh, I'm the head of the women's school. So when he came to the women's school, and I'm going to try to give over a little bit of an impression what the women, what the women saw in Rafarber. Rafarber always, without exception, wanted to give a uptight in anything. In other words, of course, he gave a deeper understanding of a maral or a chazal or a pachad yitzchak. But any time I spoke to him, even about a Godel Batoira, he always had like a taich in that Godel Batoira. Nothing to him was just straight. It was a certain depth that every thing and every person has. We spoke about the Matzav and Eretz Yisrael. He also said a taich in what he thought the Matzav and Eretz Yisrael was. He was a person who had a depth in, it didn't matter if it was a chazal or just walking down the street. Because, of course, everything according to the Maharal, according to the Rosh Hashiva, has a certain depth to it beyond the superficial. It doesn't matter if, it's, if it looks like it's, if it's Kaddish or it looks like it's, it's just Chol. It doesn't matter. So I want to, just for a moment, give a deeper understanding of who I felt Remendel Tzatzal was. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter so Salanter learned by his Musa, the whole Musa movement grew out of a balabas. So Salanter, I'm going to just read a, if I have it here, I'll read a, just a short, in a ha'ora, it's a well-known ha'ora, Rabbi Salanter wrote about Rabbi Yosef Salan. I'll only read a, a short piece of it. V'yatsakti mayim al yedei moiri harav Yosef Zundel hayoshe b'yushalayim because he made Aliyah, I don't know if you call it Aliyah, but he went up there to Yisrael. Vad kolo higati lekar sulav. And until now, I didn't get to his ankles. So Salanta writes about abuses in there. Huaya sulamu tzav arta torut b'rayoyne ha-mishar because he was a store owner in Salat. Vavakesh torfoi kederech Balabatim Asher Mikhiyosim Kaved Lufnehem. He worked hard as a balabas to, uh, in the store in order to make a living. 
Betir de Gedolam Lechayi Nafshu. But his Roshai was Migabagia Shavayim. Herachti Ma'at Bemalos Odom Ragodl Hazet or Oilam Lufi Hasharosi Yarich Yom Hashem Yomov Ushnoisov Laman Yishmu Habalabatim Vielko Borchoisov. Today I know people don't like to talk when someone is a, uh, is a balabas. They don't like to call him a balabas. You know, if he's a real ben which were farbalas, the world that calls ben don't come up to Karsulov and being a ben There's not no comparison what kind of ben was. But to me, it was the greatest thing to be able to tell the students that this fellow you view as a malach Hashem, and I'm not being magzim, the women used to call, he's a Malach Hashem Tzvokhev. Right? He's a Balabas. He goes to work. He, he works every day. And then he comes to teach. Right? Rabbi Shol Salantis talked about his Rebbe. His Rebbe was a Talmud of Rabbi Chaim Ivalozhin. And then he went to learn by Rabbi Vega. And after that, he went, went to Eretz Yisrael. So he sold kerosene in Yerushalayim. He was a kerosene. But they didn't have a dayim. So they knew who he was. So they asked him to be the dayim. So he said, I'll be a dayim as long as you need a dayim. But if we find another dayim, I want to go back to selling kerosene. Right? And of course, Rav Shmumi Salad came and he became the dayim in Yerushalayim. I'm going to oil him. But it's a balabas. That's what Mr. Salanta says. The balabatim should go after him. How many Balabatim do we have like Remendel's Atzal? So little. He would, he's the epitome of what a Balabat should look like. And I was able to show my students that, yes, this is what a Balabat should look like. The person that you're going to marry is going to be a Balabat. This is the way he should look. I want to tell you, I once heard from my father, Zekhanu Rocha. He heard it from, he was, I think, there. Rabbi Yaakov was talking to Rabbi Silver, the Rav of Cincinnati. And Rabbi Yaakov said over, they were talking about a Shaila, and Rabbi Yaakov said over a Mishnabura. That wasn't like what Rabbi Silver held. So Rabbi Silver said, no, he was a balabas in Raden. You know, he had a store in Raden. So Rabbi Yaakov said, a balabas in Bavli, a balabas in Yerushalmi, a balabas in Safra Sifri, and Abrakel Keshulchanor, I can't find a balabas. Remendel father was a balabas. But he was Kulei Torah. And that's what we're really looking for. We're looking for a person that reversal said it like you he was he was of the Rambam and how much he worked and how much he learned. How many people are Yoitz of the Rambam sheep than that? Rebmental for me was a Torah personality. What does it mean a Torah personality? There's a controversial, um, there's a controversial uh, statement that Rabbi Yosef Ber made about Rav Cook. 
One time he was talking to the class, and he said, they say Rav Cook was a philosopher, a philosopher. He's not a philosopher. He said about Rav Cook. I'm sure America's Rav Cook, they, they didn't like that idea so much. He's not a philosopher. He's a Torah personality. That's what he said. Rav Cook was a Torah personality. How you become a Torah personality, I don't know. But I'm going to tell you a story of Rav Cook to show that he was a Torah personality. And he told, I'm going to say the story very short. Rav Cook, Rav Yishaber Soloveitcher came to Eretz Yisrael to be, a, they thought about making him the Rav in Tel Aviv in 1936. And they took him to a kibbutz, one of the first kibbutzim that was started in Eretz Yisrael. Of course, completely secular. There was no Rosh Hashanah, you know, Yom Kippur. It goes without saying, no Shabbos there. When he gets there, the person who drove him, when he got there, they came out with a bowl of fruit. So Rav Soloveitchik turned to the fellow who drove him. He says, the, I can't have the fruit. It's nishkosher. Grapes. It was grapes. It says nishkosher. They didn't take chumis and maisa. Can't have it. So the fellow overheard him who gave the grapes and he said, Rebbe does kosher. Over here it's kosher. So Richard said, I went into shop. I know that the Mahalalei Shabbos and everything is kosher. So Soloveitchik said, what do you mean? He says, Rev Cook came a number of years ago for Shabbos here. And of course he brought along his own challahs and a little bit of food and it was here the whole Shabbos. And he sat at a table, and he made Kiddush, and he made Amoitzi. And then he schmoozed with them. And then we saw Shabbos, they made a little Malava Malka for Rav Cook, and he, they asked him about where he comes from. You know, where was he from Lita, and where did he learn? Valozhin. And then, then he left. Taxi came in the morning to pick him up, and he left. Sunday morning. As soon as he left, the head of the kitchen came out and he said, throw out everything. We're kashering all the kalim. Buying new kalim and kashering all the pots and pans. So if Soloveitchik said, that's a Torah personality. He didn't have to say one word. If you were in the mechitz of Rav Kook for a Shabbos, you threw out all the kalim. All you had to be was in the Arba Amis of Remendel Farber and you were a different person. Of course, if you understood his Maharal and you understood his, his Taich and Chazal, it was Gavaltic. But you didn't have to. Because he was a terrible personality. You just had to be there. I remember my student saying it. I saw, I saw a Farber today. I saw a Farber today. He didn't need more than that. I want, I want to tell you something that maybe it's a little bit controversial. I don't know. When I came to the Leviah, you know, I was, I was thinking about Remendel, of course, all the way. I took a bus to the Leviah. I was thinking about Remendel and all the years we spent together. And I'm not going to be... Spe- if I could speak longer, I would tell more stories about Remendel. But I, I think that touches up Remendel. I think Remendel was a Torah personality 
and we could say it was a balabus in Bavli or Shalom Yisrofrot free. He he really heard of it. He could say a taichin just about everything. Whenever we spoke, a taichin anything. He could say a taichin a bookcase. He was just his depth. And his Anivas, and Yerushalayim, like Rabbi Herschel said, it was just, that's what, that's what filled the whole room with his Anivas and his Yerushalayim, just looked at him and, you know, my grandfather used to say that, you know, that people who did Averis at night didn't want to see their Arizal in the morning, because he was able to see on your forehead that you did an Averis. <coughs> when you saw Rev Mendel, you could see on his forehead the Yerushalayim and the and the Horavanya that he had in his learning and his and his Anivis, which was everybody speaks about his Anivis. He was such an honor. But I'll tell you, when I was at the, I came to the Leviah, I saw I don't know who that was, but I saw a soldier at the Leviah. He looked like actually a pretty serious soldier. He didn't look like when I went to the army. He looked like a very serious soldier. And Immediately, I started thinking. I, I don't know. Taka, you know, was 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 Rafarber sick? Was it expected for him to pass away? Was it not expected for him? But I started thinking that we could use Rafarber upstairs. Klali Sroke could use Rafarber upstairs. We had him plenty downstairs. Baruch Hashem, it was Zoycha. But now they need him upstairs. You know, when I saw that soldier, I said. You know, he could be a Melitz Yosher for Kali Yisrael. He could be a Melitz Yosher for the family, for sure. He could be a Melitz Yosher for all the Chayalim that are putting their life on the line. And he could be a tremendous Melitz Yosher for the Shfuyim. And I was thinking that could be, that again, I don't know if he was sick or he's not sick, but could be that that was the time to take Rafarber because they needed someone up there and there was nobody who could match Rafarber. <coughs> it's a privilege to speak about Rabbi Farber. Next to his seat, that was uh, some place that was Kavua, just as he was Kavua for so many years. He really did have a part of my connection to this place because uh, when I was considering coming here, so I asked uh, Eitzah from Rabbi Shechter, Zatzal, who just passed away, and I'd mentioned to him that Mendel Farber is here. So he said, ask Mendel to call me. So, and after he spoke, then he told me, he says, I spoke to him, you should go. And it's interesting that Rifarber was, was so machnia himself again to so many people. But to Rebaran, one of the Talmudim once said, he heard Rifarber speak about Rebaran Shechter. He said, it's hard for him to imagine because Rifarber is such a giant. And he speaks as if he's an ant compared to this person called Rebaran Shechter. He said, I, I'd like to even imagine what such a person is. There was, I only got one letter once from Avaran, a short letter about something, and I'd mentioned to Rabbi Farber, he asked if I would copy it for him. He wanted to hazard it over, word by word, each thing to see what he could get out of each word, each phrase of what the Rosh Hashiva wrote. So I think all of us are trying to do a similar thing here, to try to figure out the secret 
of the tremendous hashpah, the tremendous impact he had on so many Talmudim, so many Talmudos, so many families of all types, each type, from the person with the quickest intellect to the one with the slowest, right? From the person who was more in the box or more out of the box, the impact was huge and still going on. And like a diamond that has many facets, everything that's being mentioned is true. What I wanted to speak about was Ava, was the love. And I'd like to elaborate a little bit. In other words, there are some people who are loving people. And people respond to that nicely. And he certainly was that loving father figure, Zaidi figure for many people. But it's much more and it's much deeper. Rabbi Faber, you felt and connected to all of the Ahava that a Jew is supposed to have. The Avas Yisrael, Avas Torah, Avas HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Yisrael Araisa, Rukudshabrichu Chadu was alive inside of him. When you connected to him, you connected to the tremendous love of all those things. His love of Eretz Yisrael, I was once in his apartment and he showed me the view from his Merpesset that he loved so much, being able to see Yerushalayim. The place in which all those things can take place. And the question is, why was his love so strong? And why was his love able to be felt so strongly by everyone that came in touch with him? So I think I can apply a Svasemis to Rabbi Farber, Svasemis in Parsha Shkolim, which speaks about the Machzis shekel, that half shekel that was given from the Mishkan, a half shekel of silver. And the strange thing about that donation was that unlike the other things, it was... Hadal lo yamit, a poor person couldn't give less, but ha'oshir lo yarbe, a rich person couldn't give more. Now the Svasema says that silver, the Masis HaShekel represents love. Kesef, like we say in Yedid Nefesh, ki nichsof nichsafti, I love. He says, it's a very difficult question how we can have a mitzvah to love. The Rishonim wrestle with this as well. It's a mitzvah of Avas Hashem, but Ava to me seems like something but I do or I don't, I'm not in control. How can there be a command for it? So the Svasemis explains that in fact, each of us has the Ava implanted inside of us. He said that came at Matan Torah. He says, <laughs> The love and the Rotsam and in the hearts of the Jews, he says, <laughs> Put that into us. It's not something that you made, unlike other midas, he says, like Yira, in which a person does, kafi But now he gets to the question. If it's true that Hashem put Ahava inside of us, and he says, the same measurement of Ahava, right, the same, however many grams or liters of Ahava were in there, so why was Rabbi Faber Rabbi Faber, and why am I me? Why was it that when a person met Rabbi Faber, that Ahava engulfed them, and drew them in, and opened their Ahava? Explains the Svasemis. He says, You're right. He says, Really, we know you do meet special individuals that their Ava is much more than other regular people. Why should that be? He says, It doesn't contradict what I said. For many reasons. But one is, Hanakudo mispashetes if you want to use a muscle for this, if we have two light bulbs, 
the same wattage, 100 watt bulb, 100 watt bulb. One I put in a lamp, which is covered in clear glass. The other I put in something that has a cover that's clouded and dusty. It's the same light bulb, but the light which is going to come out is going to be entirely different. The purity, one of the Spadin with the Leviathan, someone mentioned that his Rebbe described him as rain, as, as pure. That purity which was there enabled all that Ava to shine and to go out to others and for them to be able to benefit from it. But the question again is, why was his glass so pure? Why was it not clouded by all these things? So this is the second part of the mitzvah of Abba Sashem. The Sefer HaChinuch says, how are you mevatel the mitzvah of Abba Sashem? The question of how you're mekayim is one thing, but a person also, you can end up being mevatel the mitzvah. He explains how over one who transgresses the positive commandment of Avas Hashem, what does he do? He's kovea machshavto. He sets his thoughts binyonim gashmim in physical things, bahavle haolam in the meaningless things of the world. Shelo l'shem shemaim. It's not involving yourself in the physical world, the shem shemaim. It's for the stuff, as the stuff. Raklis aneg mehem bilvat. Just to have fun, enjoy. Or to get fame and honor. The people should know your name. Right? Not in order to help people. He says, a person who does that, he transgressed that mitzvah and the onish was great. Rabbi Farber, this was mentioned, he had no interest in those things. Any of those things which would be mevatel the ahava weren't there for him. It's not, again, that he wasn't a human being, right? The, like the Kotzker said, Anshe Kodesh Tiyumli, says a Kodesh Baruch has many malachim. The trick is to be an ish, a human being who's Kodesh. He had his little things once he explained to us that a couple squares of dark chocolate, every day doctors say is good, but it has to be dark chocolate, not more than a couple squares. Right? This was, he, he knew the taste of things, he knew, but... As was said, there was no discussion of any of those things at his home, ever. His children, his sons-in-law, all said, for decades. It had no interest to him. It didn't draw him at all. And therefore, his glass was clear. And therefore, the Ava was there for everybody to connect to. He was this shining lighthouse of Ava, of love, of everything that a Jew should love. And it was there, and it was able to come and to influence other people. Why didn't those things speak to him? As we said, as was mentioned, he was human, he grew up. How is it that he became a person that wasn't interested in the bus of a dog and the chomatamim that we're all interested in? So again, he saw something so beautiful in his Rosh Hashiva, in his Rebbeim, in what he had that really outshone anything else. That was what he would talk about. That was what would make his eyes light up. And that's why the other stuff, it just didn't talk to him. It was like Yosef was able to overlook Oshis Potiphar because he saw Potiphar is a beauty which outshone her beauty. She had nothing to offer him. He had seen something much greater, much more beautiful. So that's the beauty that he brought. And this, I think, also is part of the sod of his dance. We have to mention the, the Rikud. It wasn't just something on the side. 
it was an expression of who, his, who he was. Many times a guy in the yeshiva would get engaged. His first concern was, where should I make the wedding so that Rabbi Farber will be able to be there? I should check the dates so Rabbi Farber will be able to be there because if Rabbi Farber wasn't there to dance, I know, is it worth getting married? <laughs> you know, it's like, that's, that's the main thing that has to be. You want the kala to be there, Rabbi Farber has to be there and dance. His Rabbi Ravudner said that there's a particular joy in dancing to music. Why? Because usually our physical self, the goof, is dominant. The goof is very immediate. We sense the needs of our goof, the wants of our goof, and the neshama somewhat is pushed down. But he says, here comes a nigan. Here comes music, which is something ruchni. It's not anything tangible. And it gets the goof to move and to do because of that which is ruchni, because of that which is spiritual. That's what you would see with Rabbi Farber. Vaisa Yaakov Raglov. It says, Yaakov lifted up his feet. His heart lifted up his feet. His dancing was never something calculated. I'm going to put my right foot here and my left foot there. It was something that came when you would watch him at any event of the yeshiva when they were singing. So you would see he was starting already not to be able to sit in his chair. Um, and, and then he would simply be up and, and dance and, and draw everyone into that dancing. It was neshama that overpowered the goof. The movement of the goof was just expressing the joy and the love of the neshama. That's what was happening and he was able to draw everyone else into it. So that's one side, one mahalach that the Svasema says. He has another mahalach though that also applies to Rafarber. He says, the other answer, another approach can be to why you see certain special human beings who are so full of ava more than others. He says, because it also relates to the halachas of machzis shekel. No one person could give more than half a shekel. But a rich man could give half shekels for other people. He says, sometimes HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives certain individuals more ava than anybody else. But it's given for them to distribute to others. It's not for them themselves. Just like the usher, a rich man, is supposed to know, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave me wealth, I'm supposed to be distributing it. I'm a gabai for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So too, Rafarber, everything he got, what he got from his rebellion, the madrigas he reached through his hard yigiyah, the love, the joy, he had no thought of keeping it for himself. It was there for everyone. We would send boy after boy over to the table, right? It would come over, it would say, my name's Mendel Farber, what would you like to learn? It was there. It could be a Pasuk of Chomish and Rashi, it could be Maharal, it could be a Pasuk, he had to go over again and again with somebody. It wasn't about him. Whatever Hashem gave him, he knew was to be given and to be shared. So that, I think also applies to him. We sensed it. We were the beneficiaries of it. It was something that he enjoyed doing and doing with love. And the love was not also general. There are some people say, I love all Jews, so it doesn't matter who you are, what you are. Love this one, love that one. He loved individuals. His Rebbe emphasized so much the power of the Yochid and the cover of the Yochid. People would pour their hearts out to him. He would think about their problems and try to come up with solutions afterwards. Each person was a world for him, an individual that he cared about so much. And that's what people responded to. That's what people felt. This type of ava is not an ava that goes away. It's an ava that comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu and HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Torah. And like HaKadosh Baruch Hu's ava, 
Ezavas olam avtich. It's a love which is forever. So too, the love that Rabbi Faber transmitted and still has for us is avas olam. And will be mainly tziyosher for all those who learned from him, who taught alongside of him, and the family, of course, and all of Am Yisrael, who we loved so much. arrived at the yeshiva about 19 years ago. I came here, basically had no background, barely knew the Aleph base. My social network, my friends, were all goyim, and many of them were criminals. <laughs> Let's fast forward 19 years. Here we are today. I don't want to tell you about my accomplishments because I don't feel that I've accomplished a lot. I want to tell you about my son. A few months ago, he made a bar mitzvah and something remarkable happened. He made a siyum on the entire Talmud Badly, not once, not twice, not three times, four times he went through the entire shas. On several of the mesectas, he was tested by Mori Varebi or Shiva Pachid Yitzhak. How did we get from point A to point B? The answer is the inspiration, the guidance, and the light that Rabbi Farber gave us. Someone mentioned at the Leviah that he used to say, if you want to know the essence of something, you have to look at the first time that it appears in the Torah. I want to tell you about the first time that I was really exposed to him. I was here in the yeshiva for a little while. I didn't have a relationship with him at the beginning. There was a Shabbaton to the south. Shabbos day, we went on a hike, the whole yeshiva, and we were walking through the desert. It was hot. We were wearing sneakers, rolled up their sleeves, wearing shorts. Rabbi Farber was head to toe in his Shabbos attire. His hat, long black frock, his tie, his Shabbos shoes. The contrast between the background, the desert mountains in the background, and this individual, it almost looked like somebody had taken him and transported him from somewhere else and put him in a place that he doesn't belong. That image was his essence. Kazal teaches him Domer Rav Lamalach Hashem Tzvakos Yivakshu Tormipiv. Vim Lav Al Yivakshu Tormipiv. If the Rav is like an angel, learn from him. And if he's not, don't learn from him. The famous question I never saw an angel. So how do I know if my rabbi looks like an angel or not? So there are many 
answers that are offered. But for us, the Talmudim, the question is not a question, and we don't need any answers. We saw a Malach Hashem Tzfakos. What would it be like if an angel would come and reveal himself to you? You would see this spiritual being, and the setting around him would be the complete opposite. The contrast would be remarkable. This is what we saw with Rabbi Farber. The Maharal explains that the reason why the Geirim appear in the bracha for Tzedikim is because the Tzedikim are Geirim Bolam Hazeh. I was so inspired by this individual. One Shabbos, the Oneg, there were about maybe 80, 90 people here, and we had an opportunity to ask questions. So I asked him, why did you come here? You could probably be doing so many amazing things with your life. Why did you choose to come here? He said, I came here for you. In the moment, I thought it was a nice statement. History proved the sincerity of that statement. From that point on, he invested in every single facet of our life. Our children, our sons, our daughters, our house. The relationship with my Rosh Hashiva. He made the relationship between me and him. He maintained the relationship between me and him. That was the investment. A Malach has crystal clear clarity in what he knows and what he doesn't know. What his mission is and what it's not. When it came to advice, it was clear. He knew exactly what he knew and knew exactly what he didn't know. If he didn't know, we weren't going to talk about it. And when he knew, it was obvious. I merited to learn with Rav Moshe Shapiro in a small group for many years. At one point, I was in yeshiva on one side of Yushalayim, and the shir was on the other side. I wasn't sure, is it worth all the time traveling back and forth? To him it was obvious. The answer was, if Moshe Rabbeinu would be giving a shir, would you wait in traffic? <laughs> Everything was clear. I once decided that I needed to go on a trip tried to bring someone back to Machzirim Bechuvah. So I booked a flight. The day came, it was cold, it was raining. I caught a cold and very quickly my inspiration was going down, down, down. I thought, I'm not going to succeed on this trip. That day I had a, a ruse with Rabbi Farber. And he did something that he never did before and he never did again. We sat right here we would learn years and years and years we were learning. And many times, the day that we were learning, I was going to be flying later on. I told him, after the Havrusa, I need to catch a flight. He said, the Rosh Hashiva Zatzal was makbid to be Malave. Rav Hutner would always accompany his students when they were going on a trip. He got up, took my hand, walked me out of the base midrash, out of the yeshiva, onto the street. The trip was a success. By the end of the flight, I was already feeling well. Baruch Hashem, the mission was accomplished. This is the clarity that he had. This is the investment that he made in us. And you would expect 
after all of this investment, decades of investing in people, perhaps he would accept a little bit of kavod. Here, the Kiddush wasn't just that he wouldn't accept any kavod. The Kiddush is how he wouldn't accept it. If I wouldn't accept kavod, I would say, no, please, it's not necessary. That wasn't his reaction. What was his reaction? He would laugh. If I would stand up for him, I was waving right here to have a Havrusa with him, he would walk in, I would stand up, I would try to refer to him as Rebbe or any form of honor, he would laugh. Who laughed? Yishmael. It says in the Parsha that Yishmael was Mesachek. Because I'll explain that what does Mesachek mean? Three cardinal sins. Idolatry, murder, and adultery. How did Chazal see in the word schok, laughter, the three cardinal sins? Murder, adultery, idolatry. Explains the Maharal that schok is bilti metzias. Schok is not a part of reality. Schok is the antithesis of reality. If you make a joke out of somebody... It's like the person doesn't exist. Murder is the antithesis of the human existence. Idolatry is the antithesis of the divine existence. Adultery is the antithesis of the family existence. For him, kavod was schok. Didn't exist. There was no being mechavid. There was no room for it. It wasn't a part of his reality. He spent 90 years being a Malach Hashem Tzvakos down here in a foreign environment. Now he ascends on high to be a Malach Hashem Tzvakos in his natural environment. May be a mainly social for all of us. First, we have to be poishim. I want to open up with. Well, Abba always always said the schus he has. You used to mention Rav Kalinsky and the whole staff, and that he has the schus and he has the karsatoy over thirty years. That is able to be mabitz here and give over be mashpia. Torah and Yiddishkeit, always mentioned that, with Kalinsky and the whole staff, everybody, his great Akharasatoy, that's his Metzius, Vatel himself, and the Ayin Toiva to everybody, that's the first thing, Pesum Bechleil Achsanya, 
of uh, you know, what can I speak? Especially after hearing all, all, the, all these uh, all these words we heard now. These I don't have what what can I get on? Just that Mitzad. Uh, <clears throat> Representing the, the the family, the children, our feelings. We're speaking in 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 the place where he was, Mashpia Torah and Yiddishkeit. To tell me like like uh, like we know and it's and we heard and that it's not only he was Mashpia only on his Talmidim then in his class. The whole base medrash. He had a hashpa. He enlightened the environment. The whole, the whole, the whole base medrash. We heard in the, in the shiva. The whole, people say, I, I wasn't in his class. I wasn't in the shiva. But Rabbi Faba, he had. A, I saw him. It was mashpi on me, and and I would go over to him. I would go over. He used to come over, come learn, come sit down with, come sit down with me. Ben Asdarim, whenever it was. A whole day from the morning to night, like, like they mentioned, he sat here from early in the morning, uh, late at night, uh, late until late afternoon and the evening. Whatever it takes. <laughs> the Gemara says in San Edwin, I don't know how to express myself in words, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say over the Gemara, so Nichnasu Arbas Kainim Levakroy, Reb Tarfoy, Reb Yeshua, Reb Lezer Ben Azayah, and Reb Yakiva. Reb Lezer was ill, so his four Kainim, the four Talmidim of his big Talmidim came in. It says not a Reb Tarfoy for Omar. Reb Tarfoy said Toiva told Yisrael be Tiba Shol Kshomim. He said Reb Lezer, you you're good. To call Yisrael more than a tipish olkshomim, rain, because tipish olkshomim is boilum azeh, and Rebbe is boilum azeh and boilum abel. The Bishur said, "Toiva toli Yisrael, Yosef megalgal chamo, you you are good to call Yisrael more more than the sun, the sun." Same thing, Gal Gal Cham is Boilum Azen, Rebbe is Oilum Azen, Oilum Abu. Abuza Ben Azariah said, Toiva Toli Yisrael, Yosem Mi Avoim. Same thing, Avoim is Boilum Azen, and the Rebbe is Oilum Azen, and also Oilum Abu. Then Rebbe Kiva got up and he said, Chavivim Yisurim. He said, Yisurim, a Chaviv, a person has Yisurim hardships. Yisurim, Chavivim Yisurim. When Rebbe heard that, Moses says, "Omalem Samchuni, lift me up." He was he was, Ill, he was lying. He said, "Samchuni, lift me up." The Eshmor did Rebbe Kiva Talmidi. Shama Chavim Mizur. I want to hear again. I want to hear what where, where did he get this source from? Chavim Mizur. The brings a drush over there. A whole cheshbon mikade Chavim Mizur. So. We see over here that the 
the Talmudim came in, how did they relate to the Rebbe? They relate to the Rebbe like, like a Tipa Shulkshomi. They relate to the Rebbe like a Galgal Chamo, like, like rain, like, like the sun, like a, like a Avoim, a father and a mother. These are things that, that they give, they mashpia, they cause life to the whole, to the whole world. Without rain, there will be no, no, there's no chayim. Without chama, without the sunshine, there's no chayim, there's no, no kiyum. Without overhang, there's no kiyum. That, that's how the, that's in simple. In the, in the, in the, there's a, a morale over here explains what, what each one, uh, there's no real machloikis over here. There's no uh, the, the disagreement. Everybody is talking on, on a different uh, different bechina. But, but you see that, and they say that the Rebbe is, is better than Tipe Shulkshonim, because the Rebbe is not only the Rebbe, but that's how they look. That what, in that feast, what they can be masi, what they can understand, in, in, in something that's good, his goodness is rain. The hashpov, the chayim, the life of the whole of the whole bria, uh, or, or the sun. That, that's what a rebbe is. He's a, he's an over aim. The rekiva comes and he says, "No, chavim yisur." Over here, Rebbe Blazer gets a, lift me up. I have to hear this again. What, 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 what's the pshat in this? So the Maral is Marich. He has a whole Arichas in the, in, in the Sivas. He says like this. He says, there are different ways a person is mashpia on others. He has influence on others. He says you can, you can, you can have an influence on, on someone like a Tipa Shokshomi. Rain is, is something that, what do you do? You plant. Everybody has in him a potential. He has kohot. He has knowledge. Our goal is to, to, to take out all our potential what we have in us. That's how our avoid it. That's how we work. That's, we have to strive to take out all our koiches. From our koich alapoya. To be, he says, like, you plant a, a seed. So, there's a lot of, also, kohot, there are a lot of in the, in, in the earth. And when you put a, a, a seed in, so you cause to be the earth, the, all the minerals that there are, the the jewel, the yinika. He says, without rain, it's not going to grow. He says, oh, yeah, so a, a, a rebbe has an influence, and he's like a tipish that he, he influences on the Talmud. Like water, like shomim, that he that that's going to cause that he'll be able to be motzi all his potential knowledge, all his potential kochot that he has in him. That's the first what uh, what uh, Reb Tarfin said. Better than because it's all also in the But that's how he that's his tefisa. In the Rebbe, he's like a teacher that he, he was gave you give the, you give the Talmudim the the ability, the things, the abilities that he that he'll be able to be his his potential kochot. So then he says, Bishua said, He says, I'm just saying over the Maral, the Maral says.
you have an eye, says that. To be moitzi, the light, with the light you can be moitzi, the vision, me'achlech al-apoyo. He says, not only he, he was mashpia, rain, a tipashok shomim in the Talmudim, to give them the ability, the ability of being, taking out their potential, me'achlech al-apoyo. Rather, well, you, he took out, you, you were Galgo Hamur. You took out the vision that Meakwechal Apoel Mamish. Says then, Rabbi Nazaria said even more. He said, You are like an Avo Aim. According to the Rabbi Shua, there was already an eye. Just to take out the potential, the vision of the eye with the Galgo Hamur. He says, You Avo Aim, you created the whole, the whole Tzura Sodom, the whole Odom. You created the eye, you created the whole. The whole Adam, the whole person, anything you create. He says it's three Madrigas. That's our spur. And Ma says the all, all correct. All, uh, Amet, all these, all, every Talmud had his Bechina, his Tfisa in the Rebbe. When he says, Kulam Emes, Kul. Like we said, we like, everybody mentioned already that we, we heard, we knew this, that Avinu, a rain covers Mishkovoi, would sit here with his anivas, and he was Makreen, he shined on the whole base medrash, Talmudim that were in his class, she and not in his class, wherever, by the, the girls, his Ashpur was, every corner, everybody, all the Talmudim, a Talmud, he gave that, his Ashpur was a type of Ashpur, that he, those Talmudim that needed, the typical Shomit, that's the, the, the things that be not taking out the potential, just the the heksha, the hachanat, the tibetan shaman that's going to cause the hoitzah. That's one type of talmud. There's a talmud that he already took out. Galgal chama, he took out. Other talmudim, he built them. The guys at Surah Sodom, the whole Odom. That's Ashpon, everybody. Toivatoli Yisrael, we can say, and Avinu. In the base medrash and also at home, in the name of our, his ashpur was in all corners, in all 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 the all this the shitcha hachayim, everything, everything his ashpur was in everything. Rabbi Kiva comes and he says. It's, I'm expressing, I'm trying to express, really I'm not getting on anything. If the, all these drushes, these beautiful drushes that we heard, that the old Ennis, I'm just trying to express, mitzad, the family, the children, my sisters are here, the, my brothers and brother-in-laws, that's what we felt. His ashpah was, building mukbal, unlimited, all the shit in, in the house, like in the yeshiva, like we hear now with Yeshiva, the same thing. The Kiva comes and he says, Chavivim Yisud. Rebelezer says, how you wakes up over here? Lift me up. Rebelezer says, lift me up. I have to hear this. Where do you get this? What's the connection? Maza Shayach. The Talmidim came in. Rebelezer is ill. His Talmidim coming to visit him. They come to praise him. What's this that uh, Rabbi Kiva says? Chavim Yisur, but he has Yisur. Rabbi Leizer is ill. He's and he wants to hear it. 
what's the connection to, to he came in the the Mashmur says all the Tamidim came in together <laughs> he didn't come he started detour he said something else Lokashur not connected to what to what uh, they said before Maras says over here Dovam Noyvah Maras says just read his lotion He says, Zeu Yosef on Yisurim, Rabbi Kiva, what Rabbi Kiva said, he said, Zeu Yotem Mikol Hamadreikos What Rabbi Kiva said, Chabivim Yisurim is Yotem, is more than the other Madreikos that Rabbi Tarfin said, Rabbi Shua, and Rabbi Zubin Azariah. She'enam Nechshobim Neged HaYisurim She'enam Malkin Umezakim HaNefesh so this is not this is a is something in you that builds you. The Maral says that's not an influence on others. The other Talmudim said the influence that the Rebbe had on others. Rebbe Kida said, "I want to speak about Rebbelez himself. He was about Yisur, and he was he elevated himself over his Yisurim, over all his hardships, all his tears. He spoke that he was a balabas. He had business. I know from close. We many years we won't have Rusum. I was a bochem kolter." Used to come every day from from town. Mutash used to come to Kolteira, and I remember from Ellinger they were misspoiled. I used to speak to them. After we used to learn a whole seder, I used to have a horror. I used to go down to Rabbi from Ellinger with a smile every day. Your father, he was he would wait for me for to speak and learning. What, what, what are you doing with your father, Rabbi from Ellinger? Talking about the Lamids. He came every day, mutash, tired, over from early in the morning. We would start to learn for three or five minutes. He would, he would, his jimalayim, he would wake up as I like a lion, like Ari, sitting the whole day, the three hours we learned, as, as a meyadik, gewaldik. I used to get a halishah zadasim. In, in the late 70s, when I was in Koltair. He had, years later, he was full of hardships, with Yisurim, with Tirdis. But if you can, you can be elevate yourself lemalaf and all these students, from all these hardships, you can elevate yourself. So that's yosem and akol. You become pure. The mouth is in mezul. You mesulok menagashmi. Avinu was mesulok. Avinu kavas v'shkavim was mesulok menagashmi. Mamish. He was lemalaf and it was a big avoider. He was maki. He was Musulok Menagashmi. He was in the Gashmi and he was Musulok Menagashmi. He was in it and he elevated himself above it. He was Ruchli. He was a Ruchli. And I, I understand, and I stand from the Maral. The Maral doesn't say clear, but what Abba used to say, the Maral is married so much because he always, one, one point he doesn't want to speak out. And he wants you to figure it out. If a, how could a Rebbe be a Tipeshok Shomya? 
How can it be a Galgal Chamo? How can it be an Oveim? Like Maral says, that your Ashpoi is built in Mugbal. It's in the basement, it's in every corner, every Talmud. If you were in his class, you were not in his class. Oh, Rabbi Farber, I was in his class, but he had a great influence on me. Yeah, that, that's a, because he's about Yisurim. And what is a Chavivim Yisurim? He's Musulim He can elevate himself from all the hardships that he had. And all the tears, and all this v'chulei v'chulei, he never spoke to us in those years that he came to learn with me. I, I, he told me once there was millions of people rolling over there through him. Can in that one word? I, I, I was a young boy. I was seventeen, eighteen. But even as I thought, he never mentioned to me with the son, chapeshmuz, with the business. Not one word. It's unbelievable. He came. He would shibalayim for five minutes. And he would look like a lion. I got a chalisha zadas, but I make a pshat with a twist with what I'm I'm saying over what I feel, what, what we all feel. I'm stood in the name of if you if you saw a person that you that was his whole his that what he gave over. He used to walk back and forth. He told me you should know Shimon when I'm walking. My head is not here. My head is somewhere else. He said, I don't see anything in, in the street. Because I'm not, not because I'm, I'm a from or, or subset. I'm not here. I'm, 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 I'm somewhere else. I'm, 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 I'm elevated above all, all this. That's what that's, he said. The Marshall says that uh, about Yisurim is Yosem and Akol because he's a Masuk and Agashmi. Yosem and Akol, he relates to the first three Mandom. If you're about Yisurim, if you can be Sale, so you can be Mashpia. You're pure, like they mentioned, you're a pure person. So his ashpoh is mashpia. Building will bow. Unlimited. That's our gosho. I want to say one more thing. The, the, there's a Gemara in Baba Basra. The Gemara says, I'm going to talk about Rabbonon, like Tzvichin et Yerusha. Rabbonon, the Gemara is talking about it, play Misin, for the Shem Re'ir, Asugir. What gives the drush? The Rabbanon don't need a Shmira, they have the Torah. Then it says, the Ki Osir Rabbi, the Kabbat Rabbi Yechanon, when Rishlokish came in front of Rabbi Yechanon, Omale, my time, Omale, Tamale, Mehel, why didn't you tell him from here? It says, Ani Choymo, the Shadak in Migdolos. Ani Choymo, the Torah. The Shadak in Migdolos, El Timothy Chachomi. So you see, if, Tamadek Chachom is like a Chaymer. They have a, a, a Shmir, a They have a, he says, the Rabbeinu Geshul over there says, Shadek in the Gdol, he says, Tamadek Chachom, Elu Tamadek Chachom, Shalom dim zemi zeh, Ketinak yoinek mishdayimu. Rabbeinu Geshul, he points out, what the Gemara says, Shadek in the Gdol, Tamadek Chachom, that they, that, it says, why is it in the, the Pasuk says it as, Shodai Kimigdolis? These are Tamil that they learn from each other like a Tinak Shayyanik Why can't, you can't learn from a, I, I give you a, I give you a cup, I give you a, something of food. That's the beginning. It says, if you give, if you give, say that we're not connected. It's a nice to give a, a food to someone, a drink to someone. But a mother, a Tinak Shayyanik Mishdayimoy, a teenager eating from his mother, so the mother gives her life, 
עצם העצמיות, עצם רייבשיגט. תלמידי חכמים לא ובמדרשן בואו בנוי מבייס הספר, הסון קיים מבייס הספר, מהסקול, מהחדר, אז מוצא תמכוי. לפני אביב הוא ראה פאק ופוד בפני אביו, אז נותן אביו חתיכו, אביו לקחת פיס מהתמכוי, ונוסטו לו הגיע את הסון. אז הסון אמר לו, איני מבקש אלו ממשהו בתוך פיכו, אני לא רוצה לאכול משהו similar to what you eat. I want to eat what you're eating. What you ate, I want to eat. Mashi b'teich picho. Ketina ge'enek v'shda'im lo'i. And that's what the Nevshachayim says, that's the remez, ketina kabombi b'seifer. So if you want to learn, a teenager was learning Torah, he was in a b'seifer. So notal, says, e'ni mevakesh el mashim b'picho. That we also saw in Abba, Ereinu Kabaras Mishkovoi. His whole chinuch, his whole ashpo, with his whole, whatever he did, all he, I'm not going to go into stories here. His Avo, his Kulei Avo, he was Kulei Toiv. Just like he was Kulei Avo and Kulei Toiv in the base Medrash, he was Kulei Avo, Kulei Toiv to his children, to his Mishpacha. He did, he was Matriach himself. He went out of his way. He went out of his way. Sometimes, like they spoke about his Anovo, we saw that's how shiftless Anovo, to do it, to do it, to make sure that this son and this grandson and this granddaughter and this daughter, it, it, there's no words to it. There's his tov. It was mamish, he gave his neshomo, like in the tinaka, hayonik vishdeimoi. Eini mevakish el mashem betoich picho. He gave, himself, he gave over to his, his children, to his talmidim, his avas yisrael. Grabbed nowadays on these times. It's not neget, it's a yonis. Once we were, we were together, one of them lived saying, And we, we, we heard the, on the bus, we're in a taxi or a bus, or, I don't think it was in a car, we were in a chadashot, it was a, then we got, he said, we have to spouse, we have to daven for them, the moist and nefesh, and it's not again, it's a yonis, he was a pure avas yisrael, mamish, for every yid, he loved every yid, like in the besmedrish, in the mishpocha, cloud yisrael, Mamish, even if he was weak in the last past few years, but if he left, of course when he was here, we used to go in and he would see us. Now he's not here, it's, it's very hard. We were also, we're not a young man, we're not young people, and Abba was also, he had a savior tiger, but it's, it's hard, it's hard for the whole family, for the brothers and the sisters, a lookout. That's a good sign. That's a sign that he gave his, his he gave his chayim over to us. And we would dovuk all the years that he was ill, how, how my sisters, Adered, you know, the brother, Abraham, Yeshua, everybody, the, the vacuous we had in him, it came from him, it started from him. Like I said, that he gave his neshoma, he was a, a, a Bal Yisurim, he had different hardships, 
big hardships. I know, we know, I know things that others don't know. He was he elevated himself Lamal, he was Mislakimaraza, he was Musulok Menagash. If you Musuk Menagash, you can be a Tipishok Shomin, you can be a Gal Galchamo, you can be a Ava Aim to Talmidim, we also Talmidim. Ava Aim. You should be a Melitiosha to the Yeshiva that he always spoke about, admired, had a Korasatoy, the Asachi schools of Kalinsky and all stuff. Kisaydi with Mamish Akarasatoy with his chus that he has. It's a shame. The Abish would give weiter. He would be Melitiosha for us, for the family, for the Yeshiva, for Kalinsky. We have the Tehul Adira. We should have. 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 We should have.